Hello and welcome to the Tweed Coast Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message would inspire you, that it would build your faith, and that it would give you perspective on how God is moving in your life. So be blessed and enjoy the message. Okay, so we've um, we've actually, you've joined us in the second week of a series. Thanks, guys. Hey, how amazing was worship this morning? Give it up for this beautiful team. You guys did so well. You did so well. That's my husband, that one there. He's great. Um, so my name is Victoria. That's Jesse. We call this church home. And you've joined us in the second week of a series called Fresh and Fruitful. And our beautiful pastors, Pastor John and Amy, they send their love. And Pastor John, um, we're doing a bit of a tag team preach between the four, four of us. And he started, um, the key scripture for this series is John 15, verse 1 to 16. And I'd actually encourage you, church, to read John 13 to John 17, the whole thing, okay, in your own time. And so last week, Pastor John, I read out the whole um, verse and he did the first four verses. So I'm taking over um, this morning at verse five. So cool. So if you were serving outside this room last week or maybe you're on holidays, I would encourage you to catch up on Pastor Jono's message from last week because it was so good. Um, in particular, at the beginning of his message, he had a word for the church at the beginning of this year. And that word was that if you are um, call this church home and you have a promise from God that is not yet fulfilled, Pastor Jono wanted to encourage you that that promise is going to happen, that God is going to fulfill his promises in your lives. And um, he prayed that and I loved that. So I agree. Amen. So some context this morning. Oh, this is so fun. I love props. I'm very visual. Um, so context this morning around John 15. Like I said before, this verse lands right in the middle of Jesus' final discourse to his disciples. Jesus communicated this message to his disciples in, ant- in anticipation for his death. Whew. Kind of brings some weight to it. Hey, what would you say if you knew this was your last days to your loved ones? This message is for disciples. So this wasn't for a crowd. It wasn't a message of salvation. It was for those that were already saved that had served alongside Jesus. It was for a small group. It was for this kind of room, people that come to church on a Sunday. Um, It was a message for his followers. And this verse is about what God does for us and what he expects from us in return, this union. Yeah, God has expectations for how we are to live our lives. Now, that's the context. So, like I said before, the actual entire passage is from John 13 to 17. And just before our key text in chapter 14, Jesus speaks to the most beautiful promise. He um, speaks that he promises that God will be connected to humans. For the first time ever, it's available to everyone. Mind-blowing stuff if you were living in the first century. And then a little bit after in um, chapter 15, he bequeaths humanity, the most amazing thing, the Holy Spirit. And I actually had this vision of him writing a will. He's like, I leave my donkey like to Matthew, my boat to Peter. That's about all I have. Oh, Mary could have my backpack. And um, he's like, but everybody gets the Holy Spirit. And um, I love this quote from um, this theologian I was reading this week. It says, he is leaving them with an endowment such as the world has no power to bestow. For it is his sole prerogative to bequeath it. And that endowment is the gift of peace that comes from the Holy Spirit. 
get it into you. <laughs> um, so this message is for his disciples. And as I've been reading a bit of Mark Comer recently, he refers to disciples as apprentices. And that kind of stuck with me a little more because disciples sort of talks about disciplines. And I'm like, am I going to get smacked on the wrist here? But apprentices kind of come to work. They watch how the boss does things and they try to be like him in the trade. And that's what we are to Jesus. We're his followers, we're his apprentices. And our goal is to read his writings and to learn what he lived like and imitate him and live like him and do that for the rest of our lives. And um, so I love these verses because they're very, very clear in how we are to live. So Pastor John shared in the first four verses last week, this is it in a nutshell, we need to trust in the life-giving hand of the Father and we need to remain in union with Jesus. So let's have a look at John 15, verse 5 to 8. Okay, it says this, I am the sprouting vine. That's Jesus speaking. You are my branches. Can you just say, I'm a branch? (laughs) As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you're powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into a fire. No worries this morning, church. You're not going to be burned, okay? I will explain that in just a second. But it says, if you live in union with me and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask and whatever you desire, it will be done. And when your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. What a beautiful verse. So first I want to look at the roles in the garden. We have some roles here. So we have um, mentioned just before when Pastor John shared, we have God, the gardener. So Jesse, can you come up here this morning? Did he leave? Hang on. He was here. He's doing the, okay. Peter, hello. Come up here. (laughs) You're going to be God. Okay, so we have some roles in the garden. And I want to take us through the roles because you might be playing the wrong one. Okay, so you're not God, but God is the gardener. This is my hat when I garden, and I just thought I had, but anyway, here you go. Thank you very much. And these are your gloves. So you can come around the front, God. Um, So we're going to run through the rolls, and then we're going to run what happens when everyone plays the right ones. Okay, hands on here. You comfortable, church? You happy? Okay, cool. Like my show? (laughs) I can tap dance if you want. No, I can't. Cool. Hi. You're God and you're the gardener. And actually, I'm not going to mention the pruning or the, any of the younger today. Someone else can preach about that next week because that's a tough conversation. Okay, good. Jesse's here. Jesse, come on up. You can be Jesus. <laughs> okay, so the next role is Jesus is the vine. That's what it says in this verse. So, Jesse, um, do you like my truss? So, I'm creating a vineyard up on stage today. Um, so, yeah. You just need to wrap some of that around you. And I need you to be vine-like lying across here. You're never going to forget this one, church. Yeah, I know. I need you nimble. And see how I place this, like, you've got to reach a little, but it's not unachievable. You know, it's just nice and achievable because you are Jesus. Okay, now I have some branches. So I think it was Will. Who else did I ask to be branches? Non. Come on up. Ben, I asked you to be a branch. Um, not Ben Peters, Ben. Ben the singer. Okay, oh gosh. Okay, just wrap those around you. Now, you're not attached yet. This is where we all begin. So just separate yourselves. Thank you. So when I looked into that verse that says that the branches that are discarded, um, you know, 
back in the day when there's a vineyard, the branches do get discarded if they're on the ground on their own. He was talking to Israel. So Israel were born into their faith, but he was actually saying, now you have to choose. You have to actually graft yourself in. And this is the difference. So we actually can point fingers and go, oh, you're away from the vine. But we all are until we attach in. So everyone got some greenery? This actually helped me pack down my Christmas tree this week. Okay, so God, you can come over here and just hold your wheelbarrow. Just act like you... Actually, you do garden, so I've, yeah, I've eaten your chilies that you grow. Cool. Okay, so we have three roles in this situation. So we all started as branches on our own, separate from the vine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to need a photo of this, so if anyone wants to just snap that, that would be great. Um, so, yeah, you are the vine, Jesus. And it says that we are all called to be um, branches attached to the vine. So God actually does the grafting. So it's this combo of God as the gardener, snip, snip, we've got pruners, and Jesus as the vine, and we all have a choice to connect ourselves to the vine. Remember, as you live in union with me. So there's a reaching out from Jesus. So none of, there's a reaching out, and then there's a connecting. Oh, I love you so much, none. Thank you. So yeah, I'm going to need you to hold on. You can even stand up on there and be vine-like. Okay, great. So none has joined the vine. So in 2022, I would love, wow, yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell who took a jet ski out in Cyclone Seth on Monday? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> anyway, when the weather comes, they all get like antsy. And I'm like, okay, go and surf. Anyway, um, amen. If you have any resolutions, could it just be to be a branch? Just be a branch this year. I'm going to break down what that means. So let's all attach ourselves to the vine. So come on over. Now, you're all attaching. Well, yeah, love that. Right in there. So you're getting grafted in. Wow. I didn't quite think this through. Um, You, but you did that. Okay, Ben, maybe just come around and stand here because you need to lead worship at the end. (laughs) William, maybe put a foot on the ground. A little bit. Okay. So I use full names when I'm a bit... Okay. So when this is functioning in all its beauty and glory, which is us, the church, and the kingdom of God, um, there are some outcomes. So things happen when we graft into the vine. And the first one I saw was in verse 7. So when you do that, it says your prayers get heard. So when you are holding on to the vine, you're connected to Jesus who... Talks to the Father and your prayers get heard. And then the second thing that happens is that fruit is born. It says fruitfulness will actually just stream from within you. Some of us have been over here disconnected from the vine, trying to bear fruit. Good luck. But it's when we get connected to the vine that fruit is born. So, hello, you're connected. You get a bunch of grapes. Um, Now, this is an interesting thing I want to kind of communicate doesn't matter. The size. Ooh, you've been a good boy. No. <laughs> but we bear fruit. I'm just going to put some of this here. When we are connected to the vine. This doesn't happen disconnected from the vine. In verse 8, it actually says, When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my disciple. And this word um, in the original text, I can't pronounce it, but it's genesethsi. Anyway, it suggests that until the disciple is actually bearing fruit, he can't have the name disciple. Can we actually reiterate our resolution for this year? I want to be a branch with fruit. Let's say that. I want to be a branch with fruit. So before I get my lovely 
lovely men, to take a seat. I want to just share a quick story. I went to visit my friend's farm, um, Ella's farm. It's at Balamble. And she is a permaculture queen. And I was walking around the farm with her when it just opened. And if you ever get a chance, go for a picnic. God will speak to you there. It was the most interesting garden. And she said something incredible to me. She said, in permaculture, you don't really aim or focus on the fruit. You just feed the soil and the fruit comes. And she said, and I thought of this verse. I was like, she's not a Christian, but I was like, is that you, Jesus? Um, <laughs> it says, as you live in union with me. I'm a preacher. I find things everywhere. I'm sitting in the theatre the other day. I was like, it's Jesus. Anyway, as you live in union with me is your source. Jesus is the source. It says that fruitfulness will just stream from within you. I want to break some mindsets this morning. You might have been focusing on the behaviour. But actually, God calls us to look at him. And when he fills our lives with his Holy Spirit, we're so full of him that other stuff just goes. It's how it's meant to operate. Remember how I spoke about the roles before? We need to remember our roles. Our roles are just to connect to Jesus, just to be a branch. The fruitfulness will come. Some might be like this, some like this, some like this. The fruitfulness will come, but it's not the focus. The focus is Jesus and our connection to the vine. Too often we focus on the fruit instead of the vine. We focus on the fruit on others sometimes. That is never our role to play. We focus on the fruit of others, the fruit of ourselves. And sometimes we think, I don't have enough fruit. But did God call us to that? Oh, yeah, he called us to check there was fruit, but not the size or the you know, type. It was like just connect to the vine and the fruitfulness will come. In Romans 11, verse 16 to 18, it says, Behind and underneath all this, there is a holy God planted, a God-tended root. If the primary root of the tree is holy, there's bound to be some holy fruit. Some of the tree's branches were pruned, and you wild olive shoots were grafted in. Yet the fact that you are now fed by that rich and holy root gives you no cause to gloat over the fruit. You can't gloat over what you didn't make. And it says, remember, you aren't feeding the root. The root is feeding you. Yes, we hold on to Jesus, but he feeds us. He doesn't actually need anything from us other than that we connect, then he does all the amazing things. Lest we gloat about it. I want to be a branch with fruit. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Give it up for my helpers. I'm going to need the fruit though because I need that. Thank you. Thank you. How good is they? Did someone get a picture? Thank you. Non. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you. One little bunch? Oh, you took some snacks. Good for you. Okay. So being grafted into union with Jesus. Thank you, God. You're getting preached about in the future. Okay. Here's roll. And the pruning. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Being grafted into union with Jesus allows effective and powerful prayer that leads to life-giving produce. What a beautiful thing. Amen? So I actually, as I was preparing, I thought that I was done. I was like, that's my message. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, hang on. I can't recall in the last season me, like, growing cherries out of my elbows. I was like, what's the fruit? Anyone else? Like, okay, I want to be a branch. Yeah, I want that. That sounds great. Like, sounds pretty easy. I want the fruit. And then I was like, but what is it? What does it look like? How can I check that it's in my life? How can I check that it's growing abundantly? And I was like, what is the fruit? So I have looked within this message of John 13 to 17, the final discourse of Jesus, and he covers it all in there. I was like, thank you. 
And I also looked at the whole New Testament for all the mentions of fruit and linked them all together for you this morning. So remember, as I come to this, I do not want you focusing on the fruit. This isn't a behavioural management condemnation sermon. This is about getting in God's presence, attached to the vine, and then the fruit will come. I'm going through this now so that you are aware of what the fruit is, not that you would feel condemnation this morning. Amen? Okay, I want to break that mindset that sometimes we have. Remember, we focus on being a branch and God is the gardener, Jesus is the vine, providing the fruit. We can't get the fruit on our own. We will get tired, trying. (laughs) The fruit is a visible sign to check the connection. Awesome. Cool. So the first is found in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. And it's actually our character. It's the fruit of the Spirit. That's the old school word for it. Um, But it basically is who we are being at the core level. It's our character. It's the stuff on the inside. And I want to read it out to you this morning. This is our nature. And remember, we're apprentices to Jesus. We want to look, act, sound, talk, think, behave like him. But it's done through connecting to him. So in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23, it says this, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is this, it's divine love. That's it. I was like, oh, so there's this fruit here is love. It's love. And then it breaks down the expressions of that love. And it says it's joy that overflows. Joy. Joy that overflows. It says it's peace that subdues. It's patience that endures. It's kindness in action. It's a life full of virtue. It's faith that prevails. Hello, not fear. That's not fruit. It's gentleness of heart. It's strength of spirit. If you find yourself declining in any of these things, if these things aren't in your home, in your relationships, in your heart, you need to connect to the vine. You know, in high school, I got caught up with the wrong crowd. And I got caught up with the mean girls, and then I became one. I won't say the word that I was, because it's inappropriate for the platform. But anyway, I wasn't very nice, in a nutshell. And all through grade eight and nine, I just didn't like who I'd become. I was a different person at home, not very nice at school. And then I just felt God say to me, would you just worship me, Vic? I know you love me. And so at youth on a Friday night, I would actually just start to worship God more than I ever had before. You know that song that says, oh, my soul, don't be shy. You've got a line. I was just this kid at youth. No one else was really, I was just like, hands up, hands raised. And as I did that, something changed in my heart. It was like I got so full of him, the other stuff just left. And I found myself slowly at school when people would have a go at me. I wasn't malicious back. I bit my tongue, started to hang with a bit of a new crowd and God changed me. I didn't change me. God did it. He did it here, not even in the moment of where it was happening, but it's actually because I just spent time with God and in his presence. And I got so full of him that the yucky stuff left. And this is the combo. This is the behavior. This is how we do this. So if you find you are declining in these fruits, not growing in these things, check your connection to the vine. Spend some time with him and let him do the work. So as I was reading Galatians 5, actually just this morning, I didn't realise, but right before the fruit of the Spirit are listed, he lists the opposite. Want to hear it? So, yeah. Um, I want to repeat though. Remember, this is not about pointing fingers. I am not God. I'm not Jesus. I'm a branch on the vine. But here in Scripture, it lists the behaviours, I guess, of fruit that aren't from him. So it says this, The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, they get real, I'm about to get real. Lustful thoughts, pornography, 
Chasing after things instead of God, that's idolatry. Manipulating others, that's what I was doing in high school. (laughs) Hatred of those who get in your way. Senseless arguments. Resentment when others are favoured. Do you get jealous a lot? Temper tantrums. Are you an angry person? A bit moody maybe. (laughs) Angry quarrels. Only thinking of yourself. Being in love with your own opinions. Hello, social media at the moment. (laughs) Everyone's like, this is my opinion. I read it somewhere once and now it's the truth. Anyway, um, being envious of the blessings of others. Murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, drunkard behaviour and other similar things. And so how's this epic list? And we've all done, you know, but it's about letting God fill you with those things, with the good fruit, and the bad fruit kind of just goes away. It's actually, I read about it recently in a parenting book, and it says if you can replace a bad habit with a good one, it's the only way to do it. When you focus on just stopping one thing, you've got to replace it with a good thing. And that good thing is Jesus. It's Jesus. (laughs) And remember, Jesus actually says numerous times in this passage, he says, I tell you these things so that you will have joy overflowing. So you will have full life. He isn't a buzzkill. He's a hype man. He actually came to give you full life. He doesn't want you living boring, conservative lives. He wants a full life for you, free of anything to hold you back. That's the God we serve. So that's the first fruit is our um, character becomes more like Jesus. And the second fruit um, is our conduct. This is the way we do things, the way we step, the way we walk, the things other people see a lot. That is becoming more like Jesus. So we have to behave like him. It's what we do. And in Colossians 1, verse 10 to 11, it says, we pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing you do, then you will become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to his life, becoming like him, maturing in the rich experience of knowing God and all his fullness. And we pray that you would be energized with all his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. Hallelujah. Give me all of that. Amen. This year, I want to be a branch bearing fruit. And the very last thing is that others should be connecting to the vine. So that's about converts. <laughs> I couldn't think of another word. Disciples, followers, other branches coming in. So in John 17, verse 20 to 23, you can read it in your own time. Um, it says that Jesus lives with God and then us with him so that others will also be connected. Is your life seeing others come to know Jesus? And I've got an answer for you. Yes, it is. Because you're here today, part of this beautiful community. Do you know, um, two, three weeks ago, we had this huge Christmas show here. And I want to applaud you, church, because um, a few months ago, we had no venue. We didn't know where we were meeting. And only a few weeks ago, our church pulled off the most incredible Christmas show. And I was blown away by our church in what is the busiest week of the year for everyone. (laughs) Like everyone's in the same boat, flat out. I saw people rise up. I saw people rearrange plans. I had a family here fully packed for holidays that drove off after the show they were serving and they drove off to their holidays after the show there were people hustling to finish jobs so that they could be here to serve now the reason I mentioned that is sometimes things are so practical you can miss the supernatural so the next day after that I text um, I'm on a little chat with some of the core team that were running that night and I said I need to know how many new people like connected with us and did anyone take a bible and I just was so excited. It was packed. I was like, surely some of you don't know Jesus. Did you come to know him that night? 
Because sometimes when we're serving, we forget what it is we're doing and that our lives are actually bearing fruit just by serving here at the coffee machine. You don't even realise the impact that you are having just by letting your fruit be visible to the world. The way you respond, the way you behave, the way you live like Jesus, your light is shining and it's adding seeds to people's lives for them to become connected to the vine. So I want to applaud you, church. Give yourselves a hand. That Christmas show was phenomenal and I was just so proud of you all for putting others first at that time of year. I'm saying all that to say, well done. People gave days that week. It was amazing. I got a um, DM on Instagram and it was actually a bit weird because I didn't know the person, but she's like, I just saw your husband at the park. He was so lovely with your daughter. Oh, he just played with her the whole time and he was such a kind father. And I was like, soccer alert. No, I didn't. I was like, I don't know you, but obviously you know me and you know, and like, I was just like, wow. So Jesse was like, being watched at the park for how he treats our children. Luckily, she got you on a good day. No, just kidding. <laughs> he is a very kind. I always joke that when I gave birth, I was going to hand our children to Jesse because he's so lovely. Anyway, um, our fruit is visible to others and they're watching. I wish it wasn't a way, but they are. We just got to do our best to represent Jesus well. We are apprentices of him. <sighs> so that's the fruit. So, there's a few things that aren't mentioned here. So, you may be very successful. That's wonderful. You may have a huge house. That's actually not a mentioned fruit. Um, something else is like career success. It's a byproduct. A big car, like a nice big big car. I don't know, a little car. Um, it's a wonderful thing, but actually not the fruit. And often we look at other people's lives and they can be a penniless person that is full of spiritual fruit. <laughs> um, it, it's not how the world sees things, but how Jesus sees things. He looks at those beautiful things. Kindness of heart. Um, patience, gentleness, those are the fruits of the Spirit. So this is what Jesus has asked us to do in his parting discourse with his disciples before he goes to the cross. So I want to remind you of our roles. God is the gardener, Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. We are to reach out and hold on to him. And when we do, our prayers get heard and as fruit is born. How beautiful is that? Let me pray for you, church. I'm, I'm done. Hallelujah. And go to the beach. Okay, I want a band come on up. <laughs> I want to pray that you would be fresh and fruitful this year. I want to pray that your heart would be drawn to spending time with Jesus because as you do, it gets full of his goodness and the other things just fade away. I want to pray this year that we would all become more like him, bearing beautiful and abundant fruit. Amen. Let me pray for you. Hey, church, in particular, if you felt heavy this morning, I want to pray that that would go right now in the name of Jesus. That beautiful song that Jess sung before, it said, He knows everything we've ever done and still He loves us. I maybe mentioned things that you have been trying to overcome, addictions maybe, behaviours that you've been trying to overcome forever. I might have brought them up today and it hit a sore point. Well, I want to just bring you to Jesus where he will shine a light on those things. He will heal those things. And as you spend time with him, he will replace those things with himself and fill you with his Holy Spirit so that you can walk with him free of those things. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you feel his love right now. And I pray with my whole heart that heaviness would lift and you'd walk out of here free of that. Amen. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord Jesus, we adore you. You are a good God. Your fruit is love and we just love you. We just are so thankful for you, Lord, who you are, how you are. Lord, we just want to be like you. And so right now, Father, I just pray for every heart in this house leading into this year. I pray that our homes, our work, our relationships, our um, 
entire beings would be fresh and fruitful. God, I pray for anyone in this place that was feeling heavy this morning. I pray that you would fill their hearts, maybe even for the first time with your presence, God, so that they would know that they are loved by you, they are whole in you, and that when you look at them, Lord, you just love them. I pray that in your mighty and precious name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with us, we would love to connect with you. Jump on our website, tweetcoastchurch.com.au for ways to stay in touch. Or follow us on Instagram at tweetcoastchurch. Well, that's it from us. Have a fantastic week.